Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, and good evening again. This is the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We are live with our post-game coverage for tonight's action. The Panthers fall short. But what a game it was. 44 to 31 was our score. Panthers coming up a little bit short on tonight. However, they had some moments where they literally, literally, and I do mean literally, gave this one away tonight. A lot of good things to look toward. But then some things that'll make you scratch your head. Trying to figure out some things here going on. We are live right here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Listen to the Panthers live post game report at obnradio.com.
Good evening to all and to all a good night. Hopefully, I believe I'm on. I believe I'm on.
All right, Dre, I think I got you. Are you there, my man? I'm always here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we got it. Things are locked and loaded as we get ready here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the post-game show. The 1876 Sports Wrap, yours truly, the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince, along with the man, Andre Davis. Man, pretty interesting game on tonight, Andre. And pretty interesting is an understatement tonight, Mike. It, 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 it was a, it was an understatement, but I'm just trying to gather myself and just just kind of calm down from from the uh, from this game. Calming down from the game, a pretty good turnout on tonight. I haven't got the official tally just yet. We're still trying to get some final stats and everything rolled in. I'm pretty sure you got some things going on. We had a little hiccup in getting things started on tonight. We're supposed to start at 10:45. But sometimes technology don't want to agree, and we keep fiddle-faddling until we get what we need to get done. What do you have for us um, as far as – give us first, give us your assessment of tonight's game, and then we'll break down the stats and then quarter-by-quarter quarter action. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned it uh, before. Um, you, there's definitely some things that you can take away from this game if you're the Panthers that you can use going, into your, going towards your next ball game. Uh, losing 44 to 31 against the number three ranked team in the FCS, um, there's one blemish on this on this stat sheet that just befuddles me, Mike, and that's 200 yards and penalties that the Panthers gave up in this ball game. 200. 200? Yes, sir. That's two touchdowns. Yes, sir. And one of the biggest uh, penalties, if you allow me to state, was actually uh, the uh, first series that Sam Houston has the ball. Panthers could get some great momentum going with a three and out, but there was um, a defensive penalty uh, against a senior of all that extended the drive, and the Bearcats went downfield and scored, uh, I believe, an 86-yard drive in six plays. Right, and, and you know, uh, and I know this is uh, no excuse to that, but, uh, of course, it was at the beginning of the game, you know, during that time, emotions are high and everything like that. You definitely have to calm down. And when you look at that, a guy like, um, I believe that was Arthur Lockett, as you mentioned, uh, the senior, uh, you, just have to, you just have to be disciplined. You, you have to be disciplined because we will go back, as we're doing right now, and look at that play, even though it was at the beginning of the game, you can look at that play and say, hey, that play was the difference maker in this ball game." No doubt about it, Trey. When you look at it, you have uh, the momentum. You got the home field, all the rowdy. Uh, PV Nation was in the house, uh, uh, some strong representation tonight. Still would have liked to see capacity uh, sell out, but, you know, that is what it is. You take what you can get. It was right. still strong representation. That series, even though, as you stated, it was early, could really, really, I believe it did set the tone and the tempo for tonight's game, and and I believe it as well. And, and let's let's get down to the uh, the nitty gritty, as as I want to put it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you was going to talk about this anyway, but let's get down to what's really <laughs> the the main the MVP of the show, as I like to call him, Dewanye Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> 13 carries for 101 yards, three rushing touchdowns. That's a strong night. The first one, of course, was a 34-yard uh, touchdown scamper to keep the Panthers, you know, close 
as they, they, they got a little slow out the gate in that first half, but they kept grinding, kept grinding. And with the uh, exception of the 200 yards and penalties, and we can't forget the turnovers, they were costly turnovers at drive-winning uh, or drive-sustaining uh, moments of the game, and it caused us a little, a little kink in the, in the armor on tonight's performance. Yeah, and those those turnovers and those penalties really killed the Panthers. Uh, that was, that's one of the things that Coach Simmons mentioned uh, during the post-game interview is that uh, penalties really cost them in today's ball game. As we said before, 200 yards in penalties. Another thing to also mention, Mike, you got Lavelle McCullers, uh, who rushed for 146 yards and a touchdown of his own. And when you look at that, what, what can you, what, what can you pull from that when you have when you have a quarterback that rushed for all, that rushed for 146 yards? He threw for 165 yards, but he rushed for 146 yards in today's ball game. Well, you look at the total, the bottom line, 499 yards of total offense for the Panthers, as right. the Bearcats were able to get. 412 yards. The Panthers did what they were supposed to do, but ironically, ironically, a lot of these penalties were on the defensive side of the ball. And that's where the Panthers, at least in my opinion, strength was for this team. And I know it was the first game. I know it was a lot of jitters in there. And I keep going back to that first series. No one series does not make, but one series does a tempo set for the over, overall performance of the night. And and to say that uh, this is the first game that the Panthers has played in, I believe, what, nine months as of right now, you know, you didn't get a chance to play against uh, TSU and the Labor Day Classic to possibly, you know, work out the kinks a little bit. Um, and ultimately, you know, in the end, you can pull from that where you have more practice time to get ready for the number three ranked team in the country. But – being able to be out there on the field playing, you know, and kind of gaining that momentum, you know, week after week definitely goes a long way. So to say that you haven't played in a game in nine months and to come out in your first game against Sam Houston and only lose 44 to 31, I definitely say it speaks volumes uh, heading into your next ball game. Well, it does speak volumes. And the next ball game will be against another South opponent. That will be uh, Nichols, uh, Nichols State. Yes, yeah, Nickel, Nickel State. And so that game will be next week. But uh, I know Coach Simmons very well. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. And I know he's chomping at the bit right now because the Panthers actually played well enough to win tonight. They played well enough to win, came up a little bit short. And I'm pretty sure uh, when you add up the drop passes, uh, with guys wide open, and that's part of the game. Uh, it, it, it really, really is a bitter taste in your mouth against a quality opponent. That's one thing about it. When you play such a quality opponent as Sam Houston, they will capitalize off of your mistakes and the mistakes that you don't capitalize off of yourself. Yeah, and, and I feel like there was uh, certain parts in the game where the Panthers definitely got excited, uh, particularly uh, when the Panthers – in the second half, I believe it was a offside kick that the Panthers were able to recover the offside kick, and I would honestly, I, I just, I hate to be blunt, but they blew that drive uh, coming off that uh, that that kickoff. Uh, I mean, you, I understand you got you got Tucker, who's pretty much been scoring for you the entire ball game, and he has definitely raised the momentum uh, for the team. But you go to the same guy that being Tucker for four plays in a row. 
I mean, anybody with any type of defensive sense and any type of defensive skills can sniff that out in a heartbeat, Mike. I mean, you you continue to do what you was doing before. You know, the I would say the Panthers did a pretty uh, exceptional job of mixing things up on the offensive side of the ball in the first half, even though the scoreboard didn't really uh, <laughs> didn't represent that for them. Uh, but they, I, I would say they did a pretty good job mixing some things up. And then, you know, to to kind of blow that drive, which could have been essential in this ball game, uh, it, it, definitely hurt, it definitely hurt me to see that. Well, when you look at uh, Coach Simmons-led offense, he likes to have his offense on the field between 80 and 85 plays. You feel like he does that, he's going to have more success than he does failures. On average, last year the Panthers had 63 to 66 yards, or not yards, but plays per game, which was a little below their average. Looking at third down efficiencies on tonight, the Panthers were 9 of 19, Sam Houston 5 of 8. you got to capitalize on those percentages. You got, you'd like to see some stronger percentages, especially at home when you're, when you're uh, playing, as I mentioned, another quality opponent. When we go to fourth down efficiencies, Panthers were one of three. The Sam Houston Bearcats, two of two. So those are two critical areas that you, you look at that was somewhat of, of the turning point when you go to rushing yards. Once again, lopsided in my opinion, Purview 234 yards rushing, 123 yards rushing for the Bearcats. The Bearcats had a total of 259 yards passing, while uh, Purview had 165 yards passing. But then when it comes to turnovers and um, turnovers and penalties, that's where the Panthers fell short tonight. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, the lopsided of the rushing game and the passing game in terms of the Panthers and uh, the Bearcats. Um, like you mentioned before, the quarterback for the Bearcats, he was able to throw for 289 yards passing. Uh, throughout this entire ball game, we really did not see any pressure on on the quarterback whatsoever. I mean, he had all day to throw the ball versus when you go to the Panthers, I mean, it almost seems like uh, McCullough was pretty much running for his life um, every time he every time he snapped the ball. I mean, he he only finished with 169 yards passing. One would be able to say, well, you know, if McCullough had more time, you know, to stand back there and throw the ball, maybe he could have completed more of his passes. Because when you got guys like Kadera Hodge and Joshua Simmons and Darius Floyd. You would want you would want to see them, you know, get more action in ball games like this. But I would I would just say that McCullough just didn't have time to really get. To. I mean, there were there were some passes that he, you know, that he did that he wasn't able to capitalize on. Um, but also, you know, there were a lot of times he had to take off because he was kind of flushed out of the pocket quite often. Well, if there is some tweaking that needs to be done, it's going to be on the guys up front. That's no secret. Um, there's been a lot of mixing and matching. As a matter of fact, it was a rough night for the junior uh, center, Finlayson. Uh, he had a couple of key penalties called against him to uh, help slow some drives down. And uh, the Panthers still, you got to look at this, was game number one. Right. They're coming out. There was, uh, even though we're, it seems like for those that may be listening, that oh man, they're they're bashing. We're not bashing. We're 
going over overall system, what was obviously there, a pretty strong crowd. Do you happen to have what the uh, uh, recorded attendance was on tonight? I do not, and that's one thing I was trying to see if it was on this sheet that's, that I'm looking at right now. It may I know it should definitely be online in the final in the final stats area in the score in the the box the box score, but I do not have the final number of that. Well, we'll we'll catch up with that a little bit later. And speaking of the box score, uh, give us a breakdown quarter by quarter of how uh, we got the scores that we had going into halftime. Absolutely. Um, you know, first off, starting off, um, the Panthers find themselves down. I believe it was seventeen to three, with three seconds remaining in the first quarter. Until and then, I believe uh, Sam Houston scored again to make that twenty-four to three in the second quarter with four thirty-five remaining. Until we have a thirty-four-yard touchdown by Tucker, the first touchdown for the Panthers uh, this season to make that twenty-four ten uh, towards the end of the second quarter. And then the Panthers found themselves down thirty to seventeen at halftime after another score by Sam Houston. Well, and, and here's a scary part about that. Uh, Andre and I were talking, and he was projecting, and, of course, we are pro-PV. I want people to understand it. But it was kind of eerie. This guy kind of quoted what he thought the score would be at halftime with the Panthers coming to make the adjustments. And I tip my hat to you, young man. You uh, had it nailed uh, perfectly. Uh, I was like, well, he'll be off a point because it'll be 31-17. The guy misses the extra point, and I'm like, I'll be John Brown. Uh, this kid must be psychic or something. I need to take him with me next time the power balls or whatever come around so we can both get a little, as I said, a little bit of scratch up in there. But um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Andre. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, you're good, Mike. And, and I told you when we was at the game, and I said, you know what? I know I made that prediction, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. <laughs> I, oh, I, no, I no. I, I, was ho- I was hoping that I was wrong, Mike, about that score at halftime. Well, Unfortunately, you were not. Um, we talked enough about what went wrong for the Panthers tonight. Let's talk about what went good for the Panthers on tonight. Absolutely. Uh, again, as, and as we mentioned before, uh, the momentum that the Panthers pulled from this game definitely can carry them into their next uh, ball game. Uh, I would definitely say it's safe to say that DeWanya Tucker will be your starting uh, running back next week uh, based on the performance that he had uh, this game. Um, it, it's, just, it's just quite a bit that you can pull from this, uh, from this ball game, Mike. Um, one, thing, one thing that I will say that I never saw them lay down in this game, and that was one of the things that I was hoping for when this game started, you know, a lot of things that you can think about when you're playing a number-ranked team and number-third-ranked thir- number team in the country, but they they competed well tonight, Mike. Yes, they sir. Yes, sir. Very well in this game. Well, defense, as I've always uh, uh, highlighted, I yes, I am a defensive-minded person. Uh, defense did play well with the exception of a couple of uh, – penalties that sustain some drives, but you got to be pleased with what you're seeing, the physicality that these guys were displaying on how everything was 
running uh, according to plan, applying a little pressure at times on the quarterback for the Bearcats, but uh, just come up a little bit short. They they got that bend but don't break. And you, you go back to that fourth quarter where you allow Sam Houston, even though they missed three times, you got to put that in check where you're, you're asking your defense and, and keep giving guys quality chances to attempt at three field goals back, back to back. Right. And, and as far as that, uh, the positive you was mentioning, um, there were a couple of times that the Panthers uh, overcame some adversity uh, in this ball game, even though, you know, it may, it may not show up on the scoreboard, but a couple of times in the uh, in a row, the Panthers were able to uh, block the uh, field goal. I'm not sure if you mentioned this or not, but uh, the couple of times in a row where the Panthers uh, blocked the field goals of uh, Sam Houston and were able to turn the ball over on downs and just give basically just give their offense another shot to uh, add more points on the board. Absolutely, uh, the Panthers uh, will lick their wounds on tonight, falling short by the score of 44 to 31 at uh, the Panthers uh, Stadium here tonight. A beautiful night for some football. Um, It was good to see the community come out in support of Panther Nation. Uh, You are a student, Andre. What was it like for you to co-mingle amongst some of your peers in tonight's atmosphere? Oh, man, Uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, Going to uh, a football game at Prairie View has been one of the amazing, most amazing experiences of my life. You know, Mike, it's funny because when I got here in 2014, when I went to my very first uh, football game, the Panthers were playing Alcorn State at uh, old Blackshear Stadium. And I was just blown away with just just the the level of energy that you get when you walk into Panther Stadium. Not even just 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 take the football game out of it. Just take the football aspect out of it. Just the just the overall energy that you get. And <laughs> I brought a buddy of mine down here from Dallas. I said, man, you got to come down here. You can stay at my place, but you have got to come down here and go to a football game here at Prairie View. Um, I brought them. I, I brought him down here to uh, homecoming. I can't remember who uh, Prairie View was playing at the time, but I brought him down here for homecoming. You know what he said to me, Mike? What was that? He said, man, I don't know if I was at a football game or a family reunion. (laughs) (laughs) He he couldn't put the two together. He was like, man, this is crazy. He said, is it like this all the time? I said, it is like this all the time. So uh, just to be out there and – the overall message that they put on the game, you know, the Houston Strong uh, because of the Hurricane Harvey and everything like that, the overall theme that they was able to put on this game, just minus the outcome of it, it was, it was just an amazing experience. Well, it was an amazing experience as well, uh, you know, being alumni and everything. And as I try to tell you guys, you young guys all the time, one day you're going to be where I am. And you want right. to embrace it all as a student, as an alumni, and as a supporter uh, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Panthers fall short tonight, 44-31, to 31, but they'll have to throw this one out into the memory uh, pool of the do-not-remember pool, I should say, as they get focused for Nickel State, another Southland opponent, uh, another tall task for these Panthers, and this time it's going to be on the road. Absolutely, Mike, but I definitely feel, and, um, and that goes uh, the adversity thing again. Um, we know about this, and I'm sure that 
you as a uh, former player of the game uh, knows what it's like to go on the road and play against a team on the road and just a lot of challenges that you may face uh, when you're in that type of environment. Well, one thing that the Panthers should be looking for, an advantage or an edge, if you will, you play by far the conference's best they had to offer tonight in Sam Houston. And you you stood your ground tonight. Now, you don't want to come in overconfident, but the mentality, the approach for these young men is that they know that they can play with these guys from the Southland Conference. And I expect to see the Panthers come out uh, with a lot more aggression, uh, a lot more anticipation and, and execution of plays. Uh, we may mention of the play of Lavelle tonight. Uh, by far, he is – uh, upper echelon athlete. He showed that in his scrambling abilities, and uh, he's human just like everyone else is. I could I could see tonight a little bit of the anxiousness, missing some wide-open guys, but all of that now you bring under wraps and you say, hey, you know what you can do. That's why we brought you here. Settle right. in, settle in, and let's go for a ride. This kid definitely has what it takes uh, to take the Panthers pretty deep in this conference. You've yet to play a conference game because, remember, uh, Harvey blew away the Labor Day Classic. And speaking of right. the Labor Day Classic, uh, Texas Southern fell short to Houston Baptist, another Southland swag opponent on tonight. They lost 24-17 to 17 on tonight, so uh, they too fall mm-hmm. short. But uh, at this point, we're getting focused back on that purple and gold. The right, Panthers right. – the Panthers are in a great position right now. We'll get a chance to talk with Coach Willie Simmons uh, as we get throughout the course of our weekly visits with our coaches here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. And I'm pretty sure he's not going to uh, be just satisfied with the moral victory, but he will take a moral victory on tonight's performances. And, and you've got to be excited if you're a Panther fan. Oh, I'm definitely excited, Mike. And, again, it's just the confidence that you mentioned earlier. Like you said, you don't want to uh, get complacent and think you just uh, you, you have this in the bag. But you can take that confidence uh, from this game, the fact that you were able to hang with uh, this this caliber of a ball, team, a ball club, take that confidence and that momentum and just let that carry you into your next ball game. And you mentioned uh, McCullers uh, uh, earlier, man. This, like you said, this this guy was unbelievable tonight. Um, I would say that he definitely played at the level that we all, that along, especially myself, expecting him to play um, as a, a JUCO recruit um, in this ball game. Um, I, w- I would say I would have liked to seen it a lot sooner in the ball game, as far as him just uh, taking over and just using his uh, abilities uh, that was given to him. Uh, using them them, uh, them feet and uh, and keep the drive open. Um, he started doing it towards the end of the second quarter. Um, he did it coming out in the third quarter, um, and he kept that drive open for the Panthers and allowed Tucker to uh, to put some points on the board in that opening drive in the second half. So um, definitely tip my hat off to him and just uh, the Panthers just for the way that they played and competed against Sam Houston today. Well, watching McCullers throughout. The, uh, the, I can't say two-a-days anymore because they don't do the two-a-days, but throughout the, um, the, the training camp in preparation for the season, as we've mentioned already, you can see that this kid had it. But take it 
as a transfer, a JUCO transfer myself. You come, you've had success where you were, there's great expectations on you, so you want to come in not letting anybody down, and you put a little added weight on yourself tonight, but I can guarantee you that he played through this. Coach Simmons, being the teacher that he is, has already told this kid, it's yours to lose, man. We're going to ride or die with you. We know what you're capable of doing. His teammates have seen what he's capable of doing. What he has to do is step up just a little bit more in the leadership role, a little bit more in that leadership role, taking the guys and say, guys, get on my back and let's go for the journey. Right, right. And that's what I mean as far as the leadership when I say that we would have seen it uh, sooner uh, in this ball game. I'm not going to necessarily say that uh, the score – would be it may have be different, but I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, that that would have made or bro- uh, broken this game. But I would just say that I definitely would have liked to have seen it a lot sooner from McCullers. You can tell that um, several times where he should have pulled it and he kept handing it off. Uh, times that where he just kind of stayed in the pocket just a little bit too long. Um, but definitely he still played in the way that we that we know that he can play. And you mentioned uh, you've been a, a JUCO. Uh, guy yourself. So what what is it like as a uh, if you can speak on it as a JUCO when you're a JUCO transfer in terms of um, the players and the coach and everybody else expecting you to kind of play and excel immediately when you get on campus? Well, one thing, Andre, and if anyone who's ever played any sort of athlete or any, I'm sorry, any sort of sport, I don't care what it is, if you get to an upper level, and believe it or not, this is D1 ball. It doesn't get any higher than get FBS, but it's still D1 exactly. ball. So you come, number one, as an athlete, you have to have confidence in who you are. And a lot of people who've never really been in that situation, a lot of people get arrogance mistaken right. for confidence. So as as a transfer – you know that you kind of excelled where you came from. These guys have recruited you. They want you to come and be a part of turning their program around or in enriching their program because, let's face it, a JUCO player is brought in to be an instant impact. We don't have time for you to be developing. You're supposed to be developed by the time your feet hit the floor. Your feet need to hit the floor running. And that's why I was saying a little bit of pressing from McCullers, but he's going to be all right. I can guarantee I've seen enough football in my day to tell you that that young man is going to be all right. So as he gets settled in, because you have guys, you got to remember, you still got some competitors in Morton. You still have competitors in Nico. These guys have been somewhat a fixture of the team as the team knew it. He's the new kid on the block. So he's got to try to, or he, in his mind, he has to prove to everyone that he's worthy to be here, which leads again to a little bit of that pressing. But once he breathes and collects his thoughts, his natural abilities should, and I'm going to say will, take over. Uh, definitely, Mike. And then and you mentioned the other quarterbacks, uh, Holland and Morton. It, it, the Panthers are in a very unique situation uh, at the quarterback spot because you have not one, not two, but three guys at the quarterback spot, and all three guys can bring something to the table. 
You got McCullers who can definitely uh, can bring the running aspect to the table. The uh, man is unbelievable uh, in that area, rushed for over 100, rushed for four, 146 yards in today's ball game. You got Nico, who's who's you know more of your uh, more of your pocket passer. I mean, Nico will pull and run if he have to, but uh, he's more of your pocket passer, and he can try to uh, hit your wide receivers on the money with some accuracy and everything like that. And then you got uh, Morton, uh, who filled in for. Uh, Trey Green towards the end of the season uh, last year, and he can come in and he can uh, he can bring something to the table when it's like a third and five or what, really like a third and two, and kind of pick up the first down, kind of like how we saw uh, DeAndre Smiley uh, do that, kind of like in that wild in that wildcat formation. Uh, the rhino, the rhino package. Right, right, right the rhino package <laughs> that we uh, kind of saw uh, former uh, Panther DeAndre Smiley. Uh, kind of bring to the table uh, two seasons ago for the Panthers on like third and short, uh, everything and stuff like that. So the Panthers are in a very unique situation uh, at the quarterback spot uh, going forward. Well, the Panthers in their skill positions, I would rank them with anybody. But as we mentioned at the top of this broadcast, which by the way is the 1876 Sports Wrap with your host Dr. Mike Prince, the radio guy, and Andre Davis, PV. A MassCom student uh, does an exceptional job with us here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. You can also listen to his show that he co-hosts with Miss Tony Hall, Outspoken Weekly, here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We're doing a little summary of what we're going to be kicking off throughout the course of this season, each post game that we're not busy, Dre, because we got some games, big game coming up this Friday. I'm sorry, this Saturday. Well, Friday's kicking off our high school coverage. But then Saturday, we got a little JUCO action that we're going to kick around right down the road here in Brenham, Texas. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Right now, we're going to focus on the purple and gold. Panthers fall short by the score of 44-31. Real quickly, Andre, I want to go through the uh, the Southwest Athletic Conference. Um, right now in the West, Arkansas Pine Bluff, no team has played uh, a division game just yet. But these are just the records as or should I say a conference game. Uh right now Arkansas Pine Bluff is one and oh as well as Southern University. So congratulations to Southern winning the MEAC SWAC challenge against uh South Carolina Bulldogs uh on September second, I believe, at down in Mumford Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You have uh Prairie View, uh Grambling and um, those two guys are at 0-1. Texas Southern, with their loss tonight to Houston Baptist, they fall to 0-2. On the east side, no one has won a game yet. No one has won a game. So right now, uh, just by projections, Alcorn would be uh, at the top of the heap there, 0-1 on the season. As a matter of fact, Alcorn did win a game, forgive me. Alcorn is 1-0. You have Alabama A&M is 0-1. We'll come back to Alabama A&M in just a second. Uh, Arkansas, I'm sorry, Alabama, yeah, I'm sorry, Alabama A&M is 0-1. Mississippi Valley is 0-1. And Jackson State is 0-1. Now, of those teams that are 0-1, the Alabama State Hornets lost to Tuskegee Golden Tigers this past weekend, Division two school beating a Division one school 
in a classic that they hold annually. Some people are not surprised, but with Coach Jenkins not getting out of the gate as he had success at Bethune-Cookman in the MEAC, this is his third year as it is for Coach Willie Simmons, and you got to wonder if he's feeling a little heat rise on his seat down at Alabama State, especially after that loss to the Golden Tigers. And that's one thing that I uh, that I enjoy about uh, NCAA football, Mike. You never know what you're going to get. You know, you can make all these uh, preseason uh, predictions and everything like that or who's going to be at the top of this division, who's going to be at the bottom of this division. We've already seen upsets happen already in the beginning of college play here in the 2017 campaign, some upsets and everything like that. So, you never know what you're going to get. That's why it is important for you to still go out there and play the game. We play to win the games. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Dre, I think you've done an exceptional job on this evening. And as long as you've been around us here at the Open Mic, man, and I'm glad to be doing this project with you, we want to give you a little uh, uh, downtime right now to – put your thoughts together and give a recap of tonight's performance for the Panthers and then look down the road and recap your experience here with the 1876 report right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Absolutely, Mike. And, again, thanks for having me uh, for this uh, post-game report. Uh, Again, uh, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball, uh, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, you know, scoring has never been a problem. Uh, we mentioned the performance of DeWanye Tucker uh, had just a breakout game uh, on today. I mean, we saw a little bit of what he could do uh, on last season, but I now feel like we're going to get even more of a dosage of that. And you still got Stephon McCray, uh, who believe I rushed, who I believe rushed for 45 yards uh, in today's ball game, and then you got McCullers, who again rushed for a quarterback that rushed. For 146 yards on the ground, and he was also able to pass for 165 yards. Again, you take away those 200 yards um, in penalties, I personally feel like we will be having a totally different conversation, uh, Mike, honestly, because, again, even giving up 200 yards in penalties, you still only lost 44-31 to 31 against a team that could have easily put up 50-plus points on you. So I definitely feel like we will be having a totally different conversation if the Panthers didn't shoot themselves in the foot quite often um, in this ball game. Also, I would have liked to see uh, a little bit more of a, a pressure put on Sam Houston's quarterback because, again, you let him sit there in the pocket and throw for 289 yards. Uh, that can definitely be costly uh, in the long run. But – if I'm the Panthers, and I know um, looking ahead, we, we do that quite often, but I would say take it game by game. After watching this game, I am 100% confident that we can get past uh, Nichols, uh, Nichols University. Uh, but they were, uh, they won their game today uh, too. So uh, and I, I believe that was against uh, McNeese State. They won by the score of 37-35. to 35. So uh, they're definitely going to have some momentum uh, uh, with them uh, going into next week as well. And there's certainly some positives and momentum that the Panthers can pull from this game. So if I'm the Panthers, I would say uh, don't look ahead into the schedule. Uh, take it game by game. Today's uh, today's game is over. I know they're going to have film session, everything like that, to um, find out what went wrong. 
But tonight's over. Now you look ahead to Nichols and you try to um, get on the winning side uh, for the 2017 campaign. Well, uh, well stated and uh, well thought out as well. As you may mention, the Panthers do have to have a selective amnesia. Remember the things you did well. Go out and execute on those things as you have. It's a seven-hour ride uh, down to Thibodeau, Louisiana, as the mm-hmm. Panthers will uh, go and take on Nickel State. And the Panthers won't be done just then because they're going to have some more, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here, uh, some more tough roads to climb, if you will, because once they get done with uh, that Nickel State game, they're going to have to uh, put some more things together, and they're going to have to go to Alabama State. And it's never easy to play that at Alabama State. And that will be technically the first conference game that they'll play on the road in another hostile place. So it's a tall order for these Panthers coming up on these next two weekends, beginning with Nickel State. And then they will get a chance to come back home and take on another up-and-down opponent, that in Jackson State. We will be here each week with this 1876 Sports Wrap. Yours truly, the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Radio Guy. And on Instagram, it is Radio Guy 22. Our website is obnradio.com. You can listen right there on site. Or you can even go to your phone and hit a number and a couple of codes, and you'll be right there in the mix with us. That number, if you were to try to catch us before we get out of here tonight, is 724-444-7444. And, of course, the code would be 46493. But we got some things in store for you coming down the road, and hopefully we'll have it by the time the Panthers get ready to play their next game where you can call in and chat with Dr. Dre and I right here at the 1876 Sports Wrap. And that number will be 832-934-4447. You can call in, ask your questions, give your comments, give your feedback, and we're just going to have us a fun time out of it because this is the official after party, after the game. What do you think? Of, what do you think about that, Audrey? Oh man, I love it. I, I love the uh, the spin that you put on that. <laughs> hey, we got to do what we got to do. He is yeah, Doctor Dre. I am the radio guy. As always, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side.